Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self and step boldly into who you're created to be, the confident woman. Let's go. All right, today we have with us Rebecca Whitman. Rebecca is a success mentor, graduate with honors from Princeton University, and author of international best-selling books, Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs, Business, Life, Universe, and How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. She was selected as Life Coach of the Year by International Association of Top Professionals. She hosts the Top 5% Globally Ranked Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant Podcast. Her philosophies divides life into seven pillars of abundance, which we're going to dive into length at with all these topics because the, these are so important. So I'm excited to jump into those when we get started. And of course, this is really cool that she has helped people achieve balance within these seven areas so they can experience more fun and freedom in life. In addition to her appearances as an expert on ABC and CBS, she has spoken on multiple podcasts and has shared virtual stages with great thought leaders like Grant Cardone, Jack Canfield, and Les Brown. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Rachel. It's so great to be here. Awesome. So I know it's like like what I was saying with the seven pillars we have. And I before I, I didn't want to just speak about them, but I wanted us to really dive into it because I think what, you know, even our conversation prior to, you know, getting started here, those seven pillars are so needed in all the areas, which I know that we're going to talk at great lengths, but also to, you know, they piggyback off of what you had shared in your writings, right? You know, from the phenomenal feminine entrepreneurs to business life universe and how to make a six figure income working part time, which are your books. So I can already tell we got lots to talk about. I can't wait. Let's dive in. Awesome. So, so tell us more about like, you know, kind of your, like, how did you get started in this industry? You know, you are an abundance coach for women and obviously pulling some of your own personal experiences into it. Let's talk about how, how it got started. What were some of the sticking points for you that allowed you to overcome and now be where you're at today? Sure. Well, I moved to LA to pursue an acting career. And because I had lots of free time, I dove into learning from great spiritual teachers like Michael Beckwith, Wayne Dyer, Marion Williamson, Abraham Hicks. Some I studied with in person through seminars. Some I just studied their books and their audio. But I really learned a lot about metaphysics and the law of attraction, how to manifest affirmations, all that good stuff. And I was supporting myself through working at children's acting schools. And it is an all commission sales job. And I was able to make six figures working part time. So I was just living this balanced, kind of easy, breezy lifestyle. And even though I was relatively happy, life happens, life, life. So my marriage, my short marriage was dissolving as my dad was dying. Mm -hmm. And he knew that I had kind of a unique worldview. And he said, Rebecca, I really want you to write something. I don't care if it's a book, an essay, a magazine article, or a blog. I really think you should share with the world how you live your life. 
So of course I wanted to honor my dad's dying wishes. I didn't know what I was going to write about, but I really believe that the universe speaks through people. And I was sitting in my financial planner's office and workout clothes. And he's like, wow, I know you just went through a divorce. You lost your dad. You come out here, you know, in workout clothes for like daytime meetings and you're very abundant. I was worth over a million dollars in my assets. And he's like, why don't you write a book and teach women how you're doing it? So that's exactly what I did. So I wrote this book. It's called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. People think it's a business plan. It's really not. It's really how I lived my life in seven areas of life. I call my seven pillars of abundance. And when all seven areas of life are in alignment, you can manifest six or seven figures working part-time. You can be in the best shape. You can manifest your soulmate. Like I recently manifested. We just got married nine months ago. So that's kind of what brought me into the space. And then I just started coaching women based on the book. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And, you know, for those kind of listening, they're like, you know, what, what is something that you need to take action on? And and the truth is like, you don't necessarily have to have the answers now and you don't need to know it's, it's about being open, open to receiving what you would interpret as the universe, right? Like you're seeing the science, people are telling you these things. And just sometimes you go with that. Would you say there's like, kind of like that knowing that instinct that says, okay, that is aligned in alignment with me and what I'm called to do. You follow the breadcrumbs, just like in the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. So this person says that, and that resonates. Oh, and then this person says that, and then you might read a book or hear a song or hear something in a podcast like this, and you just keep following the next indicated action and the next indicated action. And before you know it, you are evolving into the person you are meant to be. Right. And so how did that sit with you when when your advisor had said you should write a book and tell people how to how you're doing it? Did that kind of feel like, you know, organic in that sense? Or you're like, oh, wait, let me think about that. Well, my dad had already told me he wanted me to write a book and I was just open looking for what I should write about. And he told me he's like, look at your portfolio. You're growing, but you're, you know, going through some serious stuff. So why don't you teach other women what you do? And I was like, that's it. That was, that was my aha moment. Wow. That's so cool. Cause I, the, the reason I ask is it, something very similar to me had happened as well. And I was kind of trying to parlay the two. And, you know, when somebody said to me, you should write a book. And I said, no, like immediately I just shut it down. I was like, no way. Cause at first I'm like, who, you know, a book, a book about what, what, what can I possibly even share? And then a couple weeks later, the same person had said, you should really write a book because we're, we were talking on a regular basis and then totally dismissed that because again, I had a lot of like, I don't know, you know, who am I to write a book? And then I went to a woman's event several months later and I met this woman and we got to talking and immediately she's just like, have you ever considered writing a book? You, re- you should really write a book. And now this is like three times. And I'm like, some something you know you can't ignore those signs now right exactly and so when i had gone back and considered it i was like maybe there has to be like an element of like truth here like i sh- maybe i should but i don't know what that is in the moment i i wrote back to her and said i've given some thought to what you said and i think i'm ready to write a book and, and she wrote she's writing back to me and she goes great let me connect you with so and so and before i can even reply pops up group message 
And now there's like no going back. And that ever since I said, yes, it had been one after another, after another, like you said, the breadcrumbs, they were just all lining up. So it's just really cool from one author to another, like how we use other people to help you know, shift us into the direction of where we need to go. We may have had that idea, but yet having that confirmation or validation from somebody else is like, yep, that's the path I'm supposed to be on. What is your book called? Chasing Perfection. And so, yeah. So ironically, the title did not even come until it was well after it was written. And so I didn't even know what I was supposed to write about. I was just told, you know, from, from what felt in alignment was, share my life, share the hardship, share the struggles, share, share all of it, be real, be raw, be vulnerable and pour your heart out. And that's exactly what I did. And I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know anything about it other than I just was obedient and saying yes. And now it has been a multi award-winning uh, book to impacting lives of many. And I'm just like, wow, what if I had just said, no, that's a silly idea. I'm not doing it. Right. Congratulations. Yes. Well, thank you. And and the same with you. I mean, our books, they are pieces of our life that help us put into context ways that we can help others as well, the reach and the reputation and the impact. And I think that's so cool, you know, like having to have similar stories like that in, in our works are touching the lives of others. Yeah, it's great. Wow. So I know we're going to talk about those seven pillars. So if you don't mind, give us an overview. What are those seven pillars of abundance? Yeah. So seven, the seven pillars of abundance are how to live a life of balance because everybody thinks that you have to make a lot of money first and just focus on your finances. Then you'll have enough money to hire a trainer, get in shape. You'll look good. You'll meet the love of your life. You'll go on spiritual retreats. You'll socialize with other fabulous couples. And they put all their energy usually into finances. Meanwhile, their whole life is passing them by. So I have my pillars in order of importance. So they start with spirituality. So important to have a relationship with a power greater than yourself that can give you sustenance to make it through the trials and tribulations of life. The second is fitness. Your health is your wealth. If you have your health, you have everything. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. The third one is emotions. All emotions come down to two core emotions, fear or love. So if you're bitter, jealous, resentful, angry, frustrated, you're fear fear-based. And if you're happy, joyous, content, blissful, satisfied, appreciative, grateful, you're in love. The next one is romance. We all know that's an important one. And who your romantic partner is affects all the areas. In fact, these are all seven spokes on a bicycle wheel. All areas affect other areas, but romance is so important. I really encourage women to either walk away from relationships that no longer serve them or have the faith that they can find their true love at any age. They're not there. There's no expiration date on a woman. The next one is mindset. And that's for the people listening to this podcast, you know, working on your mindset, being more positive, learning, growing, expanding mindset. This is the golden age of mindset. There's so many podcasts, there's audible, there's YouTube videos. It's just like, there's just constant ways to enrich your mind. The next one is social. 
your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you want to achieve something, find somebody who did what you want to do. And if you do what they did, you can get what they got. So I really believe in coaching, mentorship, finding a group of women or men that have achieved what you want to achieve and following their systems or methods. And finally, finances. So finances is the last piece of the puzzle. When you're happy, when you're fit, when you're in love, when you have friends, then you're going to attract people, places, things, opportunities that want to do business with you. And that will increase your financial abundance. So they're all areas of abundance and they add up to a beautiful, I call it a balanced, beautiful and abundant life. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm over here just nodding my head at every one of them because it's so true, right? Like we think, you know, when it comes down to what we're expecting in life, we, we typically have it. Well, and I, I'm speaking from my behalf, but from so many others that I've learned also is that we tend to have it backwards. We think that if we have the thing, then we can do the thing and then we can be that person. But in reality, it's about being then taking action in the doing. And then the having is the result of those two, because we need to have faith in ourselves, but faith without works, which is the action doesn't produce the fruits that we're looking for. And so it's that whole have do be mentality. We flip it on its head to be doing and have. Yeah, um, exactly. It's so, so when, when that was kind of like presented to me, I was like, holy cow, like how did this, like, it was so obvious. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah, here I am chasing the thing, hence chasing perfection, like this ideal thing that doesn't exist. And, and, you know, when we look at like perfection as a whole, it's just, it's this constant chase of enoughness. Is it enough? Am I enough? Do I make enough? Did they like me enough? Did they accept me enough? Right. So when it comes down to the core crux of like who you are, are you enough for you? And so that was the beauty of it. And so, like you said, you know, when you have your spiritual, right, believing in that higher power to know that, you know, you weren't created by accident, you were created with, for, and on purpose, having that physical attribute. So you physically are this the strong, healthy version of you that can carry out that purpose emotionally sound so that you can make those calls in life. Then, you know, having somebody that is romantically your partner that is there to love and support you and pour into you mental, keeping that headspace constantly on edge, learning and growing and the social who you're surrounding yourself with. And then the abundance of financial success attracts to you because you have those pillars. Wow. This is incredible. <laughs> Tell me I followed you, right? (laughs) You got it. You hear what I'm putting down, sister. Awesome. Yes, because four of those, those four pillars, I always teach teach into my Fit From Within programs in my course. And we talk about the spiritual, mental, emotional, while your physical becomes that byproduct of that inner fitness so that you can really walk that embodiment of being holistically whole. Yes, exactly. Wow. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I really want to read your book. So I have an affirmation that has really helped me with my perfectionism and it's, I am enough. I have enough. I am willing to set myself free because I think that perfectionism is like you said, it's just not enough Mm -hmm. of anything. Like, even if I do something, it's not enough. If they like me, it's not enough. If I go to a party and 99 people say they like my dress, what did the one person not like? It's just, it's just never enough. And Nothing on the outside, no money, no prestige, no validation, no approval is going to fill what I like to call my God-sized hole in my heart. 
Right. It is totally an inside job. So that's why I really like the affirmation. I am enough. I have enough. And I am willing to set myself free from thinking that all this stuff on the outside is going to fix me because it's not because it might fix me for like three to five minutes. And then it's like, well, now what do I need to fix me? It's like a never ending search for this outside validation. And it's, it's an inside job, which is why spirituality is the number one pillar. It's, it's source, God, whatever you call it, universe, Allah, Jesus, Buddha coming into me and that relationship. 100% agree. And that was something I had to learn to, you know, really welcome more into my life during my story as well, just my transformation journey. And, and, you know, I share a lot of that in my book. And um, so the subtitle of my book, you know, chasing perfection and subtitle is a journey to healing fitness and self-love and very similar. I was very externally driven. If I had the, the perfect body, the perfect house, the perfect business, the perfect everything, right. Then it would be enough because then it would fill those holes that I was longing for in life. And I think, you know, as as silly as that sounds, but I think we're all after that because we have these holes in our soul, right? We're longing for something more. And we try to externally fill that more with things that are, you know, materialistic or just short lived. But yet, if you have that inner peace with your uh, higher power, then you're always knowing you, you are enough no matter what. And so those things don't matter. They're short-term. This is temporary, this world we're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally temporary. Even if you get it, you know, it, you can't take it with you to the other side. Right. So might as well enjoy yourself and have more fun and be easier on yourself while you're here. Right. So actually, here's a question for you. I don't know. This just kind of came to mind. So when we look now from an external perspective, we flip that and now we're internally seeking our purpose and and drive and and all those things intrinsically. So when you accomplish something, how does that feel? Do you allow yourself to really bask in that celebration or do you, because I'm just asking from one perfectionist to another, do you feel like, (laughs) okay, yes, I accomplished it. That's what I was supposed to do on to the next one. That's a great question. So part of my healing and recovery is to celebrate the wins more because as a perfect recovering perfectionist, I didn't, I was like, yeah, well, I was supposed to do that. That was the goal. Now what's the next goal. So I think taking like a minute, a day, a few hours to celebrate your win, bask in it. Oh my God, I did that. That's so cool. Like honor it, you know, not necessarily through a post on social media, but just to yourself. Like I'm really big on journals. I have a daily abundance journal, which I would love to give your listeners. And I've been doing this journal format for years, for decades. And it is a great way for me to look at myself. And some of the journal prompts are to celebrate my wins And writing them down just between me and my higher power, who I send the journal to, it's like a God journal. It's really helped a lot with that. Wow. Well, thank you. I mean, we're definitely going to include that link in our show notes for sure. So thank you. That's very generous of you. Of course. Yes. And, and I, I can second journaling. I feel like it's so important because again, that's your connection from your soul and the emotions attached to it. And it's like, it just becomes this release that is just you and you, but yet like that co-creator of you that you're connecting with it. And when you pour it out in your journal, 
it's, it's this freedom that's a release within you. And like you said, it kind of ties in with your, your affirmation, your mantra, I let go and release. So that's incredible. So tell us more about with your pillars. Like, is this how you help with your clients? Is this a part of your talks? I'm curious to know how somebody can come into your space and tap into those seven pillars and walk out feeling so free and confident and abundant and ready to just feel like this is the, the world is my oyster. Like I'm ready for it now because I have those pillars in place. So I have an avatar called Elegant Warrior, and she is elegant because I really don't think people should push and grind. I feel it's very masculine and elegance is more relaxed and slower paced and things just come to her. And Warrior is because she still gets to go out in the world and take action and go for her goals and dreams. So I have a training called Elegant Warrior Training. It's a seven-week training. Each week, we take one pillar of abundance, and we give you tips, tools, and strategies for getting that pillar of life to a level 10. And women have had major breakthroughs in all seven pillars, from manifesting their dream job, releasing 20 pounds, getting out of 20 years of uh, depression, decluttering their home, you know, getting a spiritual morning practice. Like there's just so many uh, breakthroughs that come from that seven week elegant warrior training each week. They're getting a breakthrough because it's not just a theoretical training. They're actually getting homework and assignments to break through in that area. And that has been, that's a group training that people just love. It's called Elegant Warrior Training. And then every January, I do a free workshop. So make sure you guys get on my newsletter. And at the beginning of the year, it's such a great time to reflect on these seven areas. And we create 21 customized affirmations in that workshop. So you get three affirmations in each of the seven areas on what you want to achieve in these seven pillars of life for the year. So that's also a wildly popular workshop. Wow. And that's every January, right? Every January, it's called the New Year, New Year workshop. And it's something that I do for free. And I just help people create these affirmations that are going to set themselves up for success in the new year, because everybody has goals in their fitness and their spirituality and their love life. So it's really fun. And it's just something that I do to give back every year in January. Wow. That's incredible. And of course, you know, anyone who's listening is like, well, I need that. And and maybe they they don't want to wait until January. I'm sure that you have tons of tools and resources available on your websites or, or any of that. Right. So of course, we're going to have a really cool quiz on my website. It's called the balance quiz. And you get to see out of the seven areas, which of these are working and which are not, because we all have areas that are going well and areas that need support. And you can just get a free quiz. It's a two minute quiz and kind of look at your life through this prism and see what's going on. And if you want to schedule a free coaching call with me, I do offer free initial coaching calls and we can kind of go over your quiz and I can give you some tips on how to support the areas that are not in alignment. Wow. Yes. So definitely take advantage of that because worst thing that could come of it is that now you got you shine light on it and now you can start preparing for this January 
free workshop and you're just like, I'm all in like, this is where, you know, that you're going to need the support and the, and the extra assistance to just overall of the quality of your life. So awesome. Thank you so much for all that, the generous tools and tips that you're leaving our listeners. So listeners, be sure to check those show notes. You definitely don't want to miss out. And so you talk about the whole holistic aspect of it and people achieving balance within these areas and they're experiencing more fun, more freedom. What were some of the things that you personally had really just up-leveled your life? Like, where did you find that fun and freedom in your life? That was like, oh my goodness, this was like a huge breakthrough in my life. This is what I want for others. And when they do, this is something we have to share and celebrate in. Yeah. So I was that woman, which is, I think, really typical in this day and age where I had a great job, great friends. I was in good health, but I just couldn't figure out my love life. And I think that is really common in this day and age. And I realized that I was just being so serious about it. Like, oh my God, like I was on five dating websites and I read every book and I took every seminar and I was just not enjoying it. And the whole point of romance is to be fun and playful and flirty. So what I had to do because I couldn't get a handle on it was I had to do a 90 day dating detox, not think about it, not talk about it, not read about it, nothing. And six weeks into that dating detox, I met my husband And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to control this relationship. I'm not going to be like planning my wedding on my first date, wondering where it's going to go. Like, I'm just going to really have fun and just be present and enjoy just the process of getting to know someone. And that was the first time I had fun and freedom in my love life. And then it ended up, you know, being like the most beautiful relationship of my life So I think that is a huge area that a lot of women can benefit from just relaxing a little bit and having fun. And I know that if you're all, if you're of childbearing age, it's hard to relax because your hormones are like, who's my baby daddy? Who's my baby daddy? Are you the one? Are you the one? But if you can just ignore the hormones and just have fun and uh, just enjoy it, because that's the whole point of romance is it's to be playful, flirty, and to enjoy it. Yes. Oh my goodness. So many things just came up there because I was thinking, you know, as when you're saying, you know, reading, reading the books and doing the things and I'm on five different websites. And and it's almost like when we want something so much, we're going at it so fast and so, so hard, like, okay, this is a control aspect of it, right? Because you're trying to learn it all, absorb it all, have that knowledge, thinking that knowledge is that power. And we're going to have all the check, you know, checking all the boxes. We're ready. We're prepared. So when Mr. Wright walks in, you're prepared, right? right? But as you said, it was just about letting that go because how many times do we try to tighten the grip of that control with the expectation that, okay, well, I'm doing all the things. At any minute, this fabulous, perfect package should be walking in my life because I did all the things, but yet it wasn't. And you recognize that and just saying, I'm doing a detox. I'm letting it go. I'm surrendering it to what is meant to be is meant to be. And here walks in this ideal man that you end up marrying, right? So how different, and just in your, in your opinion, how different would it be if you felt that it was like, forced versus natural and how not, not even just talking about like you, your, your romantic, uh, relationships in general, do you see that difference in those seven pillars? Well, the difference can be in anything, you know, if you're, I want to make money, I want to make money. I want to make money saying I want 
is actually pushing the money away because you're claiming that you don't have it. Whereas, you know, relaxing a little bit and saying, you know, money loves me. I easily and effortlessly make money. I'm attracting ideal clients. So it's the same thing as any other area. I think when you want something so bad, you push it away. I think of it as chasing the butterfly. If you're running around the yard chasing the butterfly, it's just like right out of your grasp. But if you just sit still, sometimes the butterfly is like right there and it's just relaxing. You've, you have done all the work. I know you've listened to the podcast and read the books and you know you know what it is that you want and all about it and you've studied it. And there comes a point of, okay, the universe knows what I want. I've done all the studying and figuring out. Now I just got to just relax and just let it come to me. Right. It's almost like in that waiting is the preparation for the preparedness that you are about to receive, right? It's like, you've done the work, you can let it go and you're prepared for what all the good stuff that you've already expressed to the universe. Like, Hey, I want this that bad. I'm willing to do the extra mile and be prepared. So when it does happen, I know what to do with it. Right. And so that's kind of how I'm interpreting it. It, it, Am I along the same path as you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's then once you've done all the work and you're clear on what you've won and you've, you know, written about it in your abundance journal, which your listeners are going to get and said your affirmations and, you know, they're, then there comes patience. So I'm actually going to be giving a talk in Paris in February at a women's conference called when, and everyone's, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about patience. Ooh, yes. Infinite patience brings all things. So if we can just be patient and just trust in the flow and divine timing, we are eventually going to get what we want or something better, but we have to be patient. I feel like impatience is what keeps a lot of people out of their happiness. Mm. Can you share a little bit more about that patience talk? Because I know that patience is something that we say, oh, well, you know, she's born with it because God bless her that she has that patience to, you know, whatever. And then there's people who are just like, I don't even have a, an ounce of patience in my life. Like you kind of get those people from the spectrum. So it's like, wh- well, first of all, where were you on that spectrum? Were you like, okay, patience was something I had to practice or do you feel like patience is something you had to learn or how did patience come to you? Well, patience is not something that has come easily for me. I'm like a type A personality. So I want what I want and I want it five minutes ago. So that's why I was bringing up the example of my love life and just being patient that it would eventually happen. I didn't think it would happen six weeks after I did my dating detox, but I was, I let go. I was like, you know what? If I'm meant to be alone, I just want to be around high energy, loving, high vibe friends, people, pets, whatever, coworkers. I let it go. And I was like, it's just like about trusting. So I think the same as with money, like with my coaching practice, I've I've been a coach for two years. You know, I want to have like more clients, more success, you know, more, 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 more. And it's just being in the process, like doing podcasts like this, sharing my message, being of service, and then having patience that the right people are going to find me at the right time. And, you know, 
not beating myself up and being a, a perfectionist. And I call it compare and despairism, comparing myself to other coaches. And, you know, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be on my journey. And they're exactly where they're supposed to be on their journey. And I'm friends with some really successful people. And I always ask them, you know, what's it like at the top of the mountain? You know, you're making seven figures, you're doing everybody, you're on stages, everybody like wants you on their podcast and wants to hire you as a speaker. And they're like, the journey was more fun. The climbing of the hill was more fun than being on the top of the mountain. So I'm like, wow, I get to enjoy the climbing of the hill and the journey a lot more than I'm enjoying it. And what is making me not enjoy it as much as I could is impatient. So I don't want to live a life of frustration, of comparison, of jealousy, of perfectionism, beating myself up. And I realize that's why I want to give my talk on it. The one thing that I was missing and finding my bliss is patience. That's why I say infinite patience brings all things. It's so true. So true. And I know that patience is a muscle that has to be learned to flex. You got to, you got to put in some reps and you got to flex that because it's, it doesn't come natural and easy to so many of us. And, you know, when you talked about those who have made it to the top of the mountain, they found more joy and fulfillment in the journey than it was sitting at the top of the mountain. What, why do you think that is Did they happen to share any of those, uh, their own stories were they not celebrating as, as they should, or what were some of the things that were just like, yeah, it wasn't even worth this sitting here at the top. Well, they love the top. Don't get me wrong, but the, the journey is like where you figure yourself out, where you get to figure things out, where the grit and the resilience is built. I mean, I think of it as like a really hard workout. I'm into workout classes, like the fun, right, is lifting the weights and making sure your form's right and thinking you can't do one more rep and doing it. And then the class is over and, oh my God, you feel great. You finished a really hard workout class, but wow, it was fun actually like doing the do, lifting the weights, feeling the sweat, pushing yourself. So I feel like we all are on a journey towards something and we get to enjoy the journey a lot more than we're enjoying it because once the thing is accomplished and we're sitting at the top of the hill or we have the award or whatever, then it's all over. So enjoy the the thrill of the journey. Yeah. I'm actually going to second that. I was curious to know where, what they had said about it, but I can agree. And of course, you know, from fitness to fitness, I mean, that's, that's my book, you know, journey to healing fitness and self-love and you know, I'm a former fitness competitor. And when I would compete, the first time I started competing, it was okay. Standing on stage and winning my award is going to be the best thing ever. And you know, it wasn't. And so when I came back and competed a few other times after that, I realized as I was going through the process of, of dieting and training and all the prep work that went into it, I was just thinking, oh my goodness, this is to stand on stage for like a day when I just want to feel strong and like badass and lifting weights. And it was like a whole different take on perspective where it's like, I thought the goal then was to look this package, be as lean as possible, get the attention. People notice my hard work and hopefully I win some trophy or you know something at the end to say, yes, well done. But it was, I really enjoyed the hard work and the actual workouts. Yeah. And, and watching, you know, tracking your progress and watching the growth and transformation over time. And then when you're on the stage, I'm thinking, 
oh my goodness, I can't wait to get back into the gym today. <laughs> like it was just, it was something for five minutes, right? right. But the actual, I mean, when I think of Rocky, I love the workout montage of him yes. climbing the steps and getting up early. And it's like, yeah, he gets to be Rocky and win the, the boxing match. But wow, what, how cool was the training and the prep and all that went into it? Right. Like because that. it makes it so much more worth it to accept the success or the win of it. But yet the win wasn't the highlight. It was the person you became through the process. That was the win. Yeah, exactly. That was cool. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh, quite insightful. You know, you hear so many different success stories and I'm always curious. I'm keeping an ear out, always listening to what other people say. And we hear that common thread is that it, this, the, the highlights were in the hard work of it. And it's not about just sitting back, you know, sipping some Mai Tais on, on a beach. That's all well and good for like, you know, short lived, but it's like, you're going to get bored after that because we're, we are human beings. We're meant to grow. We're meant to challenge. And, and I think, uh, you know, for me, when I was feeling the stagnation in my life at, at a point, I realized it's because I had become too complacent. I had pushed myself to this growth area. And then I was like, cool, I'm just going to ride out this wave. And there was a huge disconnect from myself and my inner being that says, this isn't who we're meant to be. We need to grow. Yeah. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And we're on a path of self-actualization, personal growth and Mm -hmm. unfolding into the next version of ourselves. And we don't want to be stagnant and hit a plateau in any of the seven areas, right? Socially, financially, mindset, physically. So we get to keep growing. Exactly. And so what are some of the tips that you would suggest for those listening that are like, okay, so how do you find balance or harmony in those seven areas? Because like you said earlier, there could be an area you're like, oh man, I love my workouts. I'm feeling great physically. I'm like at the top of my game, just hypothetical. I'm just throwing it out there. And then it's like, whoa, love life. Like it's a, it's maybe a one, like I love my cat. I don't know. I'm just throwing out there. So like how, how does somebody start to refine it? So they have seven cogs basically trying to balance and find that harmony that gives that inner peace. What are some of the tips that you can give our listeners? I like to call it the three A's of change. First, you have to be aware. Okay. To use the example, I'm in great shape. I have great friends, but my love life sucks, right? So the first A is awareness. The next A is acceptance because a lot of people are in denial. Well, I don't need a love life. I got friends. I got my cat. I got plenty of money. Like who cares about a love life? I don't need all that. It's too much trouble, right? So then it's acceptance. Like, okay, that is a really beautiful part of life. I get to have romantic love. It's part of being human to feel connected to a partner. So it's acceptance. And then the third one is action. And that's where a coach, a podcast, a book, something, I have to take action. I get to go on one day to week. I can handle one day to week. That's not going to overwhelm my schedule. Or I get to go hire a, a dating coach, or I get to read a book on how to online date or something, you know, some kind of positive action to get you out of that rut. So I like to ask myself, what do I want in this area? Like, what do I really want? So in this example, I want a partner. 
How do I feel about it? How do I rate it on a scale of one to 10? Well, you already said it's a one. On a scale of one to 10, my love life's a one. And what action is needed? Okay, I need to do something. Or if it's just me and my cat and my workouts every day, then I'm not going to meet anyone. So I'm going to take some kind of an action to get this out of a rut into a level 10. Right. Yeah. And I love that. So it's your three A's awareness, acceptance, and then action. And so when you have those three in alignment, like, okay, I'm aware, I got to accept where I'm at. And now I need to take action to move that, you know, needle closer to, to the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So, you know, and all these tips are just, they're incredible and they're so needed. And it's like, we're, you know, sometimes we don't know what we're missing and we might think it's, oh, I have to buy another course or get a coach or this or that. Right. But a lot of times it's just ourselves, like accepting where we're at, like having that awareness and the insight so that we can say, okay, so it's not about that. I'm missing these things. It's about how am I showing up in those areas to attract what it is that I'm looking to achieve or, you know, the outcome. So very true. Like all the stuff I'm resonating with. I mean, I've been hearing it from so many other women in the industry that I'm in as well. So, you know, those listening, you're not alone. Like we don't just magically snap our fingers and things happen. And, and even when it comes to the power of manifestation, it's not just closing your eyes, dreaming about it and you open and magically it happens. So do you, do you just want to take a minute to kind of shed some light on manifestation and abundance of like really what that is from, from your perspective? Yeah. So manifestation is envisioning what you want. And I am a huge believer in vision boards. I do a new vision board every January to visualize what I want. And I teach my clients to have the seven pillars of abundance on their vision board so they can see what they want to manifest. So a big part of manifestation is to know what you want And another part is to visualize it. So actually taking, like, I don't do a lot of of time, maybe one to three minutes a day, if that, and visualize, you know, what would it feel like to have what I want in my head? And I like to say, gosh, I'm so happy and grateful that I have this and then visualize myself with what it is I want. And then another thing, and that's a big, big part of this book is manifestation. So each chapter has three manifestations. So to go back to the love life one, one of my dear friends, she manifested her soulmate using these three affirmations. So affirmations are really big in manifesting. And the three affirmations are, I am magically passionately in love with my soulmate. I have a healthy, loving, committed relationship. I am able to be a loving presence in the world. But if you say affirmations and you don't really believe it, it's like, I'm happily in love with my soulmate. Like, you're right. You You gotta find a way to get yourself into a state of believing it first. So whatever that is, like you, I'm not a fitness competitor, but I really believe that exercise raises your vibration, prayer, meditation, listening to guided meditations, whatever it takes to get yourself into like a more positive mind state. And then when you're there, you say your affirmations. 
Mm. Yes. I love that. And I can attest to that as well. Cause it's like, you, you just kind of have this low vibe. Like as if you're, you know, for anyone who's kind of, kind of just starting out, like those affirmations might just be like, why do I have to stand in front of the mirror lying to myself? Like I lie to myself all the time. Right. So, but it's about actually believing it because when you, you kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation, it's about knowing who you are and what you're here for. Like you are created with on and for a purpose. And so when we get step outside of like ourself, we come to a higher power in connecting with ourselves and knowing that we're here to carry out a mission. Like our purpose isn't just to collect the things in this material world, but it's about being of service or being open, you know, to like, we all need people, right? So it's, it's attracting the right people to help you live out that life that you're called and created for. So this has been an incredible conversation and, and I've got a random question for you. So when you talk about like music and uplifting, what is kind of, what's your song? What is an anthem for you that gets you pumped up and in that mood? Oh my God. I have like a whole playlist on Spotify that your listeners can follow. I think it's called Halo, like because of Beyonce's song Halo's on it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many. I mean, I really like Survivor. I don't know the Teflon one. See, there's just, there's so many like beautiful Christina Aguilera. There's a lot of songs that I really like. Uh, That's why I put them on a, a playlist, but Gosh, I mean, Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. I really mm-hmm. like that song because that's about being in flow state and just like knowing what you want and then letting it go and following the breadcrumbs, like we said at the beginning of this conversation. So there, there's a lot of songs. You'll have to follow me on Spotify. Awesome. Yes. And some I'm, I'm listening to them like those are all on my playlist as well. And it's like, you know, that uplifting, just empowering song that, you know, you you don't even have to believe it, but as you're singing it, it speaks to your soul and you're just like, your soul is listening. Everything's always listening in you. So that's an incredible, just, you know, playlist, music, meditation, prayer, journaling, just having that quiet time, that solitude with yourself is so important. So I just want to thank you again for being, being my guest today and, and sharing your thoughts and your wisdom and your insight. And if there's anything else you just want to leave our listeners with, I'd be happy to just share that with them. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. I would just say, do your day. Don't worry about the past. If you're thinking about the past, you're in depression. If you're thinking about the future, you're in anxiety, but just do your day. Like, what are you going to do after you're done listening to this podcast? That's called the next indicated action. And then what are you going to do? And then what are you going to do? And just be present with your feet. And if you can't be present with your feet, use the five senses to draw you back into the present. What are you seeing? What are you touching? What are you smelling? What are you listening to? Mindfulness, being in the moment, all your happiness and everything is in today. So just do your day and have the most fun that you can today. Be playful about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And if those want to follow you or get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rebecca E. Whitman. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-E-W-H-I-T-M-A-N. My website is RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. And if you want the abundance journal, we're going to have that in the show notes. I'll make sure I give that to you. And those are all great ways to stay in touch with me.
Awesome. Well, yes, we're going to include everything in the show notes below. So again, thank you, Rebecca. And we look forward to sharing your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey there, it's me again. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. And if you did, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And if you love it, be sure to leave a review. Thanks again for listening. 